0: the metaverse is emerging as the next big technology platform attracting online game makers social networks and plenty of investment and sure there's lots of hype surrounding the metaverse but there's also lots of substance development and exciting trends on this podcast series into the metaverse brought to you by bloomberg intelligence we will break down the biggest developments and bring on the most interesting minds who are building investing in and experiencing the metaverse Welcome to Into the Metaverse's second episode, and now we can really start diving deep into the specific areas after our first episode served as more of a primer on the metaverse outlook and ecosystem. I'm Matthew Canterman. I'm a senior equity research analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence.
1: And I'm Jonathan Ras Friedman, founder and CEO of SuperSocial, who's building games for the metaverse starting on the Roblox platform. Excited to be your host for this podcast. And
0: so our first guest in this journey into the metaverse is really going to help us dissect the opportunity for brands to more deeply connect with consumers and drive their value. Kathy Hackle was ranked as one of the top 30 most influential people in the metaverse by ReadWrite. She's a leading strategist with luxury and other top brands, and she's here to break it down for us in the podcast. Welcome, Kathy.
2: Super excited to be here and talk about
0: the metaverse. Aren't we all? And and so, you know, with this being a Bloomberg-focused podcast, we're obviously, we want to dive right into the business opportunities and, you know, I think brands are among the, the businesses that are, that are going to benefit tremendously from the metaverse, you know, but I think before we get into brands specifically, a key question that I, I really want to break down, and, and Yon and I spent a good amount of time last episode talking about this, is really defining what the metaverse is, because I think there's a lot of people that, you know, still are out there questioning exactly what this is. So to you, to the brands that you work with, what do you define as the metaverse?
2: And I think that's a great starting point. Obviously your episode was really, you know, went deep into, into this discussion. Um, what I do with brands is when they approach me to to talk to them about the metaverse and work with them on the strategies, I kind of try to take a step back and say, okay, they probably have an informed notion, let's say of the word, because it's, there's a little bit of a hype. So I try to kind of educate them a little more and tell them, okay, so Web 1.0, that's how I start. I really start from the past and I say Web 1.0 connected information and you got the Internet. You know, so did your brand change when that happened? Right. Most of the times, so obviously, the answer is yes. So then Web 2.0 connected people and you got social media. And I say, did your brand change when that happened? Huge answer. Yes. So Web 3.0 connects people, places, and things. And sometimes these people, places, and things can be in a fully synthetic environment, or they might be, you know, in the world with some level, in the real, in the physical world with some level of augmentation. And do you think your brand is going to change in this new Web 3.0? And that's where the questions start, right? Well, I don't know. Yes, maybe, you know, it, it, that's kind of where we start talking about the impact. But I always frame it from the past so that they wrap their heads around the monumental change that has happened over the last 30, you know, 30 or so years. How do I define it? You know, I, I, you know, I think it's really important for people to understand that, at least in my perspective, not one person should define it or one company, right? We all want to build it together. And I think that was very clear from, you know, from, 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 your discussion last week. So the way, you know, the way I see it is merging the convergence of physical and digital kind of our digital lifestyles, catching up to our physical lives, Um, You know, there's a whole bunch of elements related to the technology. There's a lot of enabling technologies. Uh, One thing that I talk to brands a lot about is it's not only VR, (laughs) right? Because they've probably read something or seen Ready Player One and they're immediately like, that's it. I'm like, that is a narrow view in my perspective of what it is. So I always say okay well there's a lot of enabling technologies there's AR and VR entry points you know mobiles an entry point there's 5G there's blockchain there's AI there's so many so many so many technologies that are enabling this right it's not just one thing and and yeah I kind of try to bring to them a a more expansive view of it's not just the oasis or a fully virtual environment no it also is going to translate into our world with a level of augmentation and there's many applications you know gaming is a really important part but enterprise is another part there's many different parts of 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 this future metaverse that we envision right so yeah one of the things i do is kind of try to expand their view of it and, and make them feel a little bit more comfortable and not as scared because i don't want you know it's it's not to me personally, it's not that dystopic future of we have to, you know, we're living in we're living in containers and escaping reality because reality is horrible. I'm like, no, I actually envision, you know, a technology, you know, in a protopian way, making things really interesting, exciting. There will be a lot of challenges, obviously. But yeah, in a nutshell, I mean, it's hard to define. And anyone that says that they know the exact definition, you know, I don't, you know, we're all building it together. So how can you define it? I'll give you an example. At least when when I was working on some research, I went to Merriam-Webster's dictionary and typed in metaverse. And it literally said at that point, it said, this word is not in the dictionary, right? So we're trying to define a word that's not in the dictionary with words of today.
1: And, and, and I want to add something that we highlighted in the, uh, primer episode, uh, Matthew and I, and build on what you said earlier with regards to what brands perceive to be the metaverse. And I think it's also helpful for, I think our audience to also hear what is the me- what is not the metaverse. And I think you know, the metaverse is not it's definitely not a device. <laughs> and I think what happened over the past five to ten years, there has been such a bubbling expectation from, a lot of people about virtual reality and virtual reality headset, and it, it has been popularized by Facebook acquiring Oculus and building that incredible level of expectation of or the horizon that they're creating. And so I think it's now abundantly clear that the metaverse is not a device and it's actually device agnostic. It's more of an experience. It's an approach to living on the internet. Um, and so I think Kathy, Kathy highlighted that, and I wanted to mention that because it's so important, I believe, for brands to snap out of that. Oh wait, I was I lived the last ten years thinking that the metaverse is just kind of me putting a headset on my head, and I think it's not. And it's really important to move on from that approach.
2: I 100% agree with you. And, you know, when, when when I talk to people about how I arrived at this crazy metaverse world that we're heading into and wonderful, um, I started in VR. I spent the last six, seven years deeply embedded working inside these companies, HTC Vive, which creates virtual reality headsets and devices. They just released a new one. You know, I was I was actually their VR evangelist during the partnership with Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. So you know that was exciting. Then I moved on to Magic Leap, which you know I'm sure <laughs> we're going to be discussing at some point. Um, but spatial computing glasses—let's call them augmented reality—if if people don't really understand the term spatial computing. But you know, it, it, for many of us that went to work there, we thought it was the next Apple. Didn't didn't happen that way. But um, you know, but went into spatial computing where it was more real world with digital content in front of you. And then went over to Amazon Web Services to work in cloud. And when I was there, worked with some large scale simulations. So when I come to my opinions and my definitions of the metaverse, I come, you know, from a very informed, let's say, experience of having gone through hardware, cloud, you know, trying to think about not just VR, but also spatial computing and and AR and then cloud. And now, obviously, blockchain. I'll be very honest. I was in a clubhouse the other day. It was a VR clubhouse room. And there was someone in the VR community that was just like disregarding blockchain as part of the metaverse and hyper-focused in VR. And I literally stepped in and I said, if you don't understand the impact that something like blockchain has in enabling digital ownership of digital goods in the future, then you're definitely having kind of that narrow view. Yeah, so it's it like you said, it's not one device and it's not one technology. It's kind of a really broad, it's the future of the internet, right? It's the future of, of, of kind of how we're going to engage with digital content. So it's not just putting on an Oculus headset. So 100% agree with you.
0: That's awesome, and as as you mentioned, you know we're building this together. I have to give a shout out to Yon and his company, Supersocial, for successfully raising you know a, a great seed round, and now they're off and running. So, congrats to them and the team. We couldn't get too far into the podcast without mentioning that, but uh, you know, just thank just you, in thank terms, thank you, thank of, you, oh my, oh no problem. And and so, just in terms of you know, as we as brand, when you talk to brands, when you bring them, you know, when you have these conversations you know, what are the biggest opportunities that they're looking at in the metaverse now and how are they thinking about the best ways to reach consumers on these platforms? You know, my mind goes immediately to Gucci Roblox recently. That was very successful. And for anyone that's listening, I think we mentioned it last time, but if you don't know, somebody paid the equivalent of $4,000 U.S. for a virtual Gucci handbag inside of Roblox, which is ridiculous. Um, so clearly there's a lot of value brands can unlock inside of these platforms. but. You know, just curious, your thoughts on the on those aspects.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. So the the virtual Gucci bag costs more than the physical Gucci bag. The Dionysus bag was like fifteen hundred dollars. The virtual one went for four thousand. Um, you know, it's interesting uh, when the brands come to me, and this is this is for me is very interesting. Usually, sometimes the people that come to me are the marketing departments. Um, Sometimes it's the C-suite that engages with me. I don't have to do a lot of selling. People are coming to me uh, because there's that big interest in understanding what's going on. So the brands that are engaging with me are brands that are already interested, right? I don't have to sell them on anything. They're already interested. What we do have to do a lot is evangelize the metaverse uh, within the organization, right, and have people from legal and people from finance and people from a whole bunch of other departments try to wrap their heads around why this could be a potentially big opportunity for the brand. So, you know, they come to me for many different reasons. Sometimes we want to do something in virtual fashion, right? I worked with a, I can't mention the name, but with a very large fashion brand that um, recently deployed a, a whole virtual fashion line inside an app right so you know that was that opportunity sometimes it's non-fungible tokens right so we've got you know i've got a pretty big lunch coming up with with one of my clients um sometimes it's virtual worlds obviously that takes a longer time so you know there's some work i'm doing with some brands to launch their own virtual worlds whether it's inside you know a roblox for example or other platforms and then there's more of that metaverse strategy. And that metaverse strategy could either be a foundational strategy where, we, where I kind of take him through what is this, what does this mean for your specific vertical, and how can you start talking to the rest of the organization about this? So kind of setting up that foundational strategy, almost like a discovery phase, let's call it right for them to understand it. Um, what I'm starting to see is that once we start to get through that discovery phase, more of these brands that I'm working with are actually engaging me in a longer term because they really want to sit down and think about, okay, so if this is the future and this is where we're going, let's think long-term, what should we be doing now? Who, who should we be hiring That is a big question I get asked once we get past that discovery phase. It's like, who should we be hiring or even who should we who should we be acquiring? Right. So so I start to see that kind of that transition from, oh, let's just get someone to explain what this is to that longer term. Wow. OK, you've opened our eyes. We see the opportunity. Um, And I always use that. um, Matthew, I always use that statistic from Bloomberg Intelligence, uh, I would say Bloomberg Intelligence puts the metaverse market the metaverse market opportunity at I think it's eight hundred billion by twenty twenty four. I think I got it right.
0: <laughs> that is accurate, and Bloomberg Bloomberg subscribers can read the full report on Bloomberg Intelligence. That's B I Go on your terminal. There is your marketing pitch.
2: There's yeah, so yeah. I always use that statistic because it makes their ears perk up, and they're like, "Well." what does that mean what part of that does you know would it include if we're a fashion brand or a service brand so it's this kind of really interesting evolution you know that i've seen accelerate you know it, you know normally as a consultant because that's a lot of what i do you have to be out there kind of on the <laughs> on the hamster wheel trying to get clients this is this is different this is people coming to me asking for help in how do i launch how do i launch a, a virtual fashion line for example or something like that and jan and i have had many conversations you know uh, i've you know i've had some of my clients talk to him as well so it's been it's been really exciting you know for me just in the last months to see the evolution yeah and especially i mean in fashion and in, in fashion beauty luxury where i'm working doing most of my work it's just it's just wonderful to see how creative they are
1: and and kathy what do you think is this sort of you know, I'm sure there's there's probably brand people or or consumer brand companies that are going to listen to this to this episode. What, what do you think are some of the low? Hand, it's it's a bit scary also when you come into a new realm, you know, called the metaverse. Especially as we talked a few minutes ago, a lot of people are trying to wrap their head around. Wait, what it is? I thought it's a VR device. Now you're telling me it's the evolution of the internet. Wait, what? What happened in the last two years? You know, taking it down from like that sort of, you know, 100 floor, let's go to the ground floor. What are some of the concrete low-hanging fruit opportunities today that you think brands should be looking at?
2: I think a lot of brands are starting to do, and you're starting to see this: uh, tests, little prototypes, tests, or little things to test the waters. Right? Let's do something inside Roblox that might not be a whole world. I mean, if it's a whole world, great. Right? My hat, my hat's off to Vans, for example. Um, but let's do something maybe inside a a game. Oh, let's do something. Let's launch an NFT. Maybe it's not a you know a ten thousand profile picture project, right? But let's like let's do something simple. I think some of the brands are starting to test the waters my advice to them and i usually say this when i'm talking to the marketing person is are you on discord first question (laughs) i literally asked him are you on discord "Mm, no okay first of all get in there to try to understand the younger generation and where this is going and where they socialize and where they're having some conversations do you have a metamask wallet no I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is how you do it. This is how you set it up, et cetera. So like as simple as that sounds silly to us, right? We're all laughing. But to some of these people in business and marketing, they're just like, what is Discord? What is a MetaMask wallet, right? But things as simple as that allow them to kind of start start to enter some of these places and start to see what are the conversations these people are having. Or, you know, sometimes if if it's something that they want to do with Roblox, I'm like, have you played Roblox? Uh, no, (laughs) I'm like, well, open an account and go and get in there and play a little bit and try to, you know, just, just to understand (laughs) what we're talking about. It sounds silly, but as simple as educating yourself with the tools that are available today is important for you to understand, oh, this is a totally different way of engaging. Like if you go to discord, discord's interface, is not necessarily, you know, super fancy or super advanced, but the converse the fast the speed of the conversations and the speed of how the community is engaging there is insane. So if you're a brand, to me personally, if you're a brand and you're trying to reach Gen Z and to reach certain people and you're not on Discord or don't have a you know, don't understand Discord and how to play there authentically, you're missing out. And that's very simple. That's that's something you could do today, right? And I'm not saying that is the metaverse, but that is where it, it, that's where some of those, some of those relationships with the consumers and with the future, you know, the people that are future going to buy your product in the future are starting to form. So you need to be there and understand, you know, and not be there as X brand, you know, no, be there authentically, be there as you, who you are as your as a marketing person or something. So
1: And I want to give, and I, I, I totally agree about being on discord and seeing that human behavior shift. Um, and I think maybe it would be helpful for folks to, with with maybe a simple analogy, you know, there's this tiny company called Facebook, uh, back in the day, um, you know, 15 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago, obviously they started to emerge and it was a paradigm shift until then people were like on portals, there's some messaging apps. I mean, literally people communicated on Skype and, 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 ICQ, um, and, and, and messenger, you know, um, and, and Microsoft messenger. So. So then Facebook came and there was this paradigm shift. Oh my God, like it's a social network. I can chat with my friends. The best analogy to what happens with Discord now is that, is, is that really the paradigm shift, I think, that what Discord creates in building more context-based, topic-based, interest-based communities that are incredibly passionate, which is such a... Different set of communication tools. Um, that's really what Discord is. And so, for all of us out there who have been in the Facebook era, um, either as, you know, teenagers or, or, or young adults or adults, that's kind of the, the, the analogy. And that's why you see a company like Discord growing so, um, incredibly fast. Um, and so, I, and I have to say personally, I have been on Discord now for probably a couple of years, and I will say it takes a moment to understand. How and wrap your head around, how do I navigate in that thing? It's different. It's very, very different. It's not even like Slack. It's radically different than anything anyone here has seen. But just to echo what Cathy um, recommended, open a Discord account, join Discord and start immerse yourself in these communities. There are so many of them. It's totally open and it does give a good understanding of the behavior uh, the human behavior uh, of of what this new generation of of consumers and communities are looking for
0: in terms of you know we talked about discord we've talked about roblox briefly in terms of the platforms that brands you're having conversations with that they're interested in you know where where is the interest now and why and then do you think that'll shift at all in the future and which ones are you keeping your eyes open for as like the potential big ones for brand opportunities
2: yeah i mean it's really interesting obviously when you have a conversation with the brand they want to go where they think their most eyeballs are right so they immediately think fortnite like i think fortnite's usually where they're like fortnite fortnite and i'm like well fortnite yes but there's you know, Roblox kind of comes second or first, depending on, on what the product is. It, and then we start having conversations about, you know, is it Animal Crossing? Is it, you know, you know, there's obviously there's a whole bunch of different different kind of gaming platforms. Sometimes is it, are they, you know, they're, maybe it's Pokemon Go, right? Niantic in that case. Um, so we kind of, we kind of have a, a discussion about all the different platforms, uh, and I'm not even calling them games. I'm calling them platforms, really, because that's kind of how I view them. And we kind of look at you know, what is the best fit, et cetera. Um, I educate them. I have relationships with most of these platforms um, that I've built through the years. So I kind of explain, you know, if you wanted to do something, this is how it would work. This is how long it might take, uh, potentially, depending if I know an idea, like a potential cost of what it would do, cost to deploy somewhere. So there's a lot of analysis on what is the right fit, right? And who is willing, this is really important, Which of these platforms are willing to work with the brands to learn together? Okay, that is very important. Um, The most successful activations that I see are the ones where the brands partner with the platform and their third party developers, obviously, um, to do something together and learn from it. So that's kind of where I think where I think that it gets really exciting. Um, you know, I make recommendations. At the end of the day, it's the brand's decision, and we go wherever it is. Like one of the ones that I worked in, I worked with, activated in an uh, an app that's very heavy in APAC. They wanted to kind of test APAC first because it's you know a lot of this is very, very uh, already very not even nascent, but a lot more, a little bit more advanced, right? In in APAC, so they wanted to test there. So. It really depends on kind of where they want to play, but they usually say Fortnite or Roblox. And then we kind of talk through, okay, what does this mean? If you're really doing this inside Fortnite, let's look at Fortnite Creative. Let's look at you know Unreal. like what do you need to be planning for? Is it Roblox? Then you know, what do you need to think about? Is it Roblox Studio? You know um, there's been times where I've had you know opportunities to have Jan talk to some of the brands, like I said and 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 explain to them what the process is right? This is not just simple boom. Like if you create a world in Roblox, you need to think about how you maintain it. Well, how do you keep it fresh? What is the kind of service you need to give this world? It's not just, you know, if it's only a marketing activation for three months, okay. Right. But if this is a long-term presence on a platform that is growing, then what are you willing to think about from the longer term? So, yeah, so there's a lot of considerations it's not only gaming i'll be honest you know a lot of the work i do is also blockchain related so it's analyzing what is the right blockchain for us you know are we i've got recently brands asking about solana you know they're starting to be like i've seen solana pop up like should we do something there or you know ethereum's always you know <laughs> you know something on the ethereum blockchain is always interesting because everything that's happening there um, but yeah, a lot of questions, you know, how do we do this? How does the algorithm that creates the PFPs work? Or there's a lot of different conversations that we have. Um, even though I come from an AR VR background, a lot less of my conversations are happening in that space and they're happening more on ga- related to gaming platforms, to virtual fashion and to non-fungible tokens. It's it's happening more over here and something that I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is more of discord. I'm having more brands ask me. Can your team manage our Discord channel? <laughs> Can you help us set up all the bots? Can you help us do all these things? Because they're starting to understand. Okay, we need to we need to understand how this works and be there. Um, so it's it's this strange evolution, and I wouldn't say it's just one platform that we that they ask about. Every every brand that I talk to is different and has different perspectives on what they want to do and activate.
1: And and I think one thing that is really interesting that you've mentioned, Kathy, that I want to unpack a bit is. That notion of live ops. And I I do believe that a big part of what's going to be important for brands in the future is moving away from one off campaigns. I do the campaign and then I stop and I can see the measurement and moving into basically live operations. And I do believe we're moving to a world, and Kathy, you just mentioned it, it's way more than gaming. We're moving to a world, in my opinion, where Every brand is going to need a live operation strategy and live operations team because it's going to be continued development and nurturing of the communities that they create. Maybe it starts with a campaign, but the campaign is the beginning of the journey of creating that community and not the end. And I think that is... Really, a paradigm shift when you think about brands. It's not about, oh my God, let's all plan for that one big Super Bowl ad in the year. Boom, it's gone. It's that's just the beginning. You can maybe announce your community on Discord in a Super Bowl. And then it's really about managing the relationship. And as an example, at Super Social, we're a small company, right? We're early stage. We have we are now managing and maintaining. Um, four different Discord servers, every product, every game we have as a Discord. And then we have a super social Discord, which is kind of our wider community. And we're going to keep opening more and more and more Discord servers. This is, this is, that's what I'm saying. This is the new Facebook page. It's just, it's just Facebook page on steroids, much deeper, much more intimate and provides way more opportunity for interactive communication with your fans. So, um, this is really the beginning of, of a phenomenal trend, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, John. That's kind of where I see it going in in the transformation. The conversations I'm having with brands, you know. I'm learning, like I'm teaching them, but I'm also learning from their questions, right? I actually, it's funny. I've I have a list, an ongoing list of over a hundred questions that I've gotten asked by either journalists or brands, and I kind of keep it there, and I just kind of keep it there. Kind of like one day I'm going to do something with that list, maybe you know, a book. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but but I do think that there's this transition, and I tell I tell them it's like you have to think about virtual worlds in some way as the next calling card or the next, you know, the next place where people are going to engage with your brand. They're not, they're not going to go to, you know, sorry, Facebook, but they're not going to go to the Facebook page. Like that's not going (laughs) to, if you're an older demographic, maybe. Right. But if you're young, you're not going to go to the Facebook page to learn about anything about this company. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's kind of an evolution. Um, I would say, yeah, it's, it's kind of a change in how they need to appreciate the change of what's coming. And it starts with marketing, though. I do have to say a lot of times it is a, you know, they get a, a nice little budget to try to do an experiment and they activate something and they do it and they put the stick in the ground. We were the first brand to do X. Okay. And then once they do that, and sometimes I help with that one, with that first step, but sometimes they do the first step without me and then come to me and say, okay, we put our stick in the ground. Now we can breathe and take some more time to think about the longer term right the you know the longer game here and that's where i get really excited right you know the the one the one-offs are great they're fun etc but thinking longer term what can they do 12 months 18 months five two five years in the future that's where, where that's where i personally just get really excited
0: absolutely and and i think one of the things you mentioned that you know resonates you know as someone who's been doing a lot of research into roblox and other platforms You know, the the user base of these, at least the gaming platforms and even Discord as well, right? You know, these platforms tend to skew, as you mentioned, to like Gen Z, to younger players, something on the order of eighty percent or or more of Roblox's DAUs are under 21. You know, maybe Fortnite and and Minecraft skew a bit older Pokemon Go so as well, but still it's a relatively young audience. You know, how how do some of these like luxury fashion brands and, and, and other brand, you know, maybe mass market brands as well, but you know, when you're talking about a younger audience, that doesn't have the purchasing power, but you're trying to, you know, promote in front of them. How, how, how does that conversation go with the brands and how do they look at this audience and trying to reach them?
2: Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, for them, for some of them, it's starting to build brand awareness or brand loyalty inside these, inside these platforms. So that eventually when, when some of these players do become high net worth individuals of the future, right, they're going to want both the digital item, but the physical item as well. Um, so, yeah, I do. I have conversations with some brands that are, you know, super high in luxury. And we talk about who is the high net worth individual of the future. Uh, and they're going to they're going to for them it's going to be equally as important. their physical, how they show up uh, to meet their friends at a cafe. Uh, as how they show up in the virtual space, right? So they're going to want their Gucci. They're going to want their Balenciaga in, in the virtual space. It, You know, sometimes it might cost more. Sometimes it might cost less, possibly less, right, in virtual spaces. That depends. But, yeah, I think that there is a whole change there uh, in how they represent themselves. And, you know, you see it with with children. Uh, you know, with children, I see it with my kids. The way that, you know, the way they show up at a Roblox birthday party is equally important to them as how they show up to a physical party with a bounce house. Um, (laughs) Right? So I think it it is an evolution in kind of how, how, how people perceive themselves. You know, for us, like we're, you know, I'm guessing none of us are Gen Z here. <laughs> uh, we're probably, you know, millennials or older millennials or you know younger. Um, but you know, most of the people that are going to listen to this probably, possibly not Gen Z, some Gen Z maybe because you know they're starting, they're they're getting into the workforce. Um, I would say for for some of us, it's harder to kind of wrap our heads around that duality of identity of virtual and physical have an equal importance. We're like, oh no, that doesn't matter. It does. It's huge. It's hugely important. And it's part of, this is really important. This is what I tell parents. This is part of culture in Web 3.0. It's part of culture in the future. Culture is being made inside these platforms. Not only on the street. It's not only in the street, in, in, the, in, you know, in the physical space. Culture is being made in these platforms at a massive scale. And they need to pay attention if they want to stay relevant.
0: I absolutely agree. I mean, you just look at the... The market for in-game cosmetics and how it exists already and that's not fancy nfts that's not crypto that's not resellable that's just digital self-expression digital self-expression is a huge market it's always been and this is just elevating that to the next level and totally agree with you on the on that point
1: And, and kathy and i have talked uh in the past you know continuously about the transition from it's not the transition it's the evolution from direct to consumer and moving into or evolving into direct to avatar. And and as a person in real life, you can have multiple personalities and identities in the metaverse and brands need to start thinking, how do you communicate with a person that actually has multiple identities and those identities, they're avatars they don't look like real humans. They actually don't have an email address. They probably have a fake name or a pseudonym. It's not fake. It's, it's a new identity. How do you build the CRM strategy around an avatar that doesn't have an email address? Where do you reach them? How can you access and build that, nurturing that relationship? And you know that brings you back to live operations, Discord, right? All of those different things inside game worlds, um, and so it's, it's, it's really a paradigm shift. And, and I think things are also moving so fast uh, that you just have to get in. You have to start experimenting because what we see today in a year is probably going to already be, you know, 10x more diverse, more unique, uh, more comprehensive. And so it's really about getting quickly into experimenting, understanding by doing and not putting, you know, uh, they'll excuse my my me mentioning them, but not going for the BCG McKinsey type of here's a million dollar and twelve month of research. By that the end of that report, you know the metaverse is already you know quadrupled in size and complexity. So it's about getting in there, starting to experiment, and that's part of the message that when I talk to some potential clients from from Kathy's work, that's that's my message to them. You just got to get in there, but you also need to understand. And as Kathy said, doing something on Fortnite is one thing. Doing something with NFTs is a different thing. Doing something on Roblox is another different thing. These are all different tools, different platform, different circumstances, and it needs to drive different type of um, initiatives that you want to experiment with as a brand. And they're not mutually exclusive also.
2: Yeah, then you could have parallel things happening at the same time, right? Um, so, so, definitely think one of the things I talk to brands about is being authentic, going in there and not putting up a billboard. This is not the physical world. The ad revenue model that we currently, you know, so that some, most of the Web 2.0 companies uh, were successful with. In my personal view, will not necessarily work in the metaverse. In Web 3.0, it is about community, it is about authenticity, it is about traceability. Uh, there's a lot of different parts there, right, to unpack. That's a whole other episode, I think. Um, but you know, can can, you know, will will, you know, will ads, you know, will we have ads in Web 3.0? they will evolve. They will not be billboards. They will not be the madman, you know, era. Of, that's not how it works in this world. And so when I talked to them about activating, I said, look at your community. Don't create what you think they want. Ask them what they want, right? What do they want to see? How do they want to see you show up in this space? What is authentic? What makes sense, right? Because as we know, and and, and John and I we're talking about this on text, some people can come and create a world in Roblox, but then they don't do it well. They don't take the time to make it, you know, to make it the best quality. And then it bombs. Um, and you have one shot, right? You might've gotten the great PR pop. I'm sure, you know, with one example that I'm, I'm referring to, um, you get a great PR pop, but then where's that world? It's no longer there. So, so I think it's being authentic, being clear, working if you can, working with the best, If you can, working with the best teams, um, you know, and I'm not saying you have to pay a million dollars to work with the best team. There's tons of indie, indie, you know, indie um, studios that are doing amazing work that really, really, really know this. Um, That's one conversation I had with one of my clients. They work with a large agency. And I said, well, how are they gonna create this for you? Do they have any gaming experience? Do they understand game mechanics? And they're like, oh no, they just, you know, they're very creative, they're, you know, they have a creative director and they have this, I'm like, no, That's not how it works. You have to work with a gaming studio that can develop an actual, you know, that understands the game mechanics inside this, right? I don't have a gaming studio. I work with a lot of different, you know, partners. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure this beautiful giant agency in New York can create something beautiful, but do they understand it? Do they understand it? And that is, I think, a a big shift in how I think some of these brands are going to have to shift their you know, their mentality and their budgets. Jan, what do you think about that? Because, you know, it's, it drives me nuts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think that um, it's, it's really important that there is a real champion in every organization. I think there needs to be a, a, the most senior champion, ideally a CEO level or a CXO level. Um, And then really providing that protection of experimentation, which is really critical in big organization. I think some of them get it more than others, but it's really important to not again going back to what I've mentioned a few minutes ago, not going to like, okay, let's let's go big. Like I think you want to go big, but everything moves and changes so fast. So it's really about getting in there. I would I would recommend folks to put a certain budget that can be broken into multiple experiments and try things out. Then decide where you double down because let's take just a brand example um let's say let's say um Nike right it's very it's very challenging at the moment to go and say, okay the best thing for us is let's go and invest incredible amount of money in building a virtual world on roblox um, and and let's put incredible amount of money in building something on Fortnite, creative and blockchain et etc et etc each of those platforms also require a different level of investment and so it's important to dive create a diversified approach, in my opinion, of how do you experiment in all these different platforms? And it has to start with what people you're trying to get to, right? All of those platforms have different demographic, different type of use. A virtual world on Roblox is very different than an NFT. It's completely different experience, completely different exposure, completely different relationship that you want to create between your brand and the audience. And to to Kathy's point, really important to always make sure that it's authentic, that it's really driven by what is going to get people engaged and excited about your brand um, and really starting to experiment and, and empowering the people in the organization and finding those outliers in the organization. I think that are really passionate about this space. I think if a, if a big corporation or a brand is just going to f- take a director of marketing just be- because that's their title um, and expect them to necessarily do the right experimentation, I don't think that's going to work because we're not talking about just another example of integrated marketing. This is a paradigm shift, and you want people who are really passionate, who are really going to work hard to get the most out of those experiments.
2: And, you know, it was interesting. So I, and I think you saw the article, uh, Vogue did an article on is it time to hire a chief metaverse officer? Right. And I was talking to to the, the editor that wrote it. She said we got so many comments, both impassioned against and for. Uh, and I thought that was a really interesting signal to me because I'm like, if no one would have said anything, then, you know, it's like, oh, you know, whatever. But it did bring up a good conversation. And, you know, is it you know, is this an evolution of the chief marketing officer? I'm, I beg to differ. Uh, I don't think, you know, if you do marketing, you you know, a lot of different things and you're really good at, you know, pre- you know, pay per click or whatever it is that you're doing. Right. But I think it takes someone that's going to understand gaming, that's going to understand crypto, that's going to understand AR, VR, that's going to, you know, and I'm not saying that they have to ta- have a technical expertise in all of these that's not, you know, <laughs> you have a chief technical officer for a reason. Um, but I think someone that has a little bit of a technical slant and that understands at least some of the enabling technologies that are going to power this, whether it is called chief metaverse officer or something else, I don't know. Right. We're trying to use a word. We're trying to use words of today. Um, you know, so so I think there there is going to be evolution And, you know, Matthew and Jan, you guys probably see this like in the next five or less years, they're going to be needing to hire more, you know, game developers. They're going to be needing to hire crypto natives. They're going to be needing to hire people that understand these enabling technologies beyond just social media, beyond just, you know, how do I send a tweet out? That is that is no longer going to cut it in my perspective.
1: I can imagine the conversation in a Fortune 500 company where they uh, just spent the last five years wrapping their head around social media. And now Facebook is announcing they become a metaverse company. And I can see like, wait, what? We're we're just finally getting going on our strategy for social media. And now there is this metaverse thing. And so, you know, one more thing that I think a brands can consider is uh, the, the chief marketing officer in a Fortune 500 company is likely the person who will oversee this development and experimentation with metaverse from a marketing perspective. But this person is most likely not gonna be able to dig in and unpack what it means and do the experiment sentence themselves. So, but they can champion this evolution. They can champion that internal change and, and change management and paradigm shift and then empower their teams to experiments and, and finding those passionate people. Um, you know, the, the chief marketing officer doesn't need to be the expert, obviously. These are executives, and their job is to find the best way to, you know, to build the brand and, and, and expand the audiences, and 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 I think there's going to be a whole new generation of people in the workplace who come from different backgrounds, engineers, designers, marketers, storytellers, um, creators of sorts, uh, who are going to come in and and really help show the way to these brands. And over the next five to 10 years, I bet that some of the most successful brands are going to be the ones who are able to early on understand and hone in on this incredible shift.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I've got some of the, the brands I work with message me and like, hey, we need someone that knows NFTs inside and out not necessarily the blockchain development side, not necessarily that, but understands how they work, how do they get developed, what do we need to do, what is the process, what is the pipeline, right? Um, so, so yeah, there will be an evolution, I think, of teams like, this is a funny story. So I got dubbed uh, or crowned, let's say the godmother of the metaverse. I didn't name myself that. I was crowned by my friend, Andrew Shorts, who works at Nike. If you go to look at his LinkedIn page, it'll say director of metaverse at Nike. Okay. Signal. That's a big signal to me. That's a big signal. There's a
1: reason why Nike is Nike. They have always been at the forefront. And I'm not surprised that they are potentially the first fortune 500 company with a person on their company with a metaverse title. Exactly. Not surprising.
2: Not surprising, but big signal, I think. So, you know, for anyone listening to this, I'm sure he's going to get lots of LinkedIn requests after I said that. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, you know, there's that evolution in, in when people are like, no, it shouldn't be called this. Like we, we don't know what it's going to be called. Right. But there's already brands out there that are embracing and understanding the monumental shift in culture, in branding, in opportunities that, that, that this web 3.0 world and the, the greater metaverse that we're getting going into, uh, kind of brings
0: that was awesome i think we're running short on time so i think we'll wrap it up with the godmother of the metaverse herself kathy hackle thank you so much for joining us on this episode of into the metaverse and we'll have many more great conversations just like this with many more great minds
2: thank you so much for having me and i look forward to coming back in a year and in kind of you know discussing how outdated this conversation has become in a year
1: (laughs) a hundred percent that would be amazing